Genre. Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I am Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. And we're back. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. And we back. And we back. And we back. Yeah, we took, a, <laughs> we took a much needed hiatus. Apologies, everyone who doesn't listen to any of our other shows. And we're just like, what are they doing? <laughs> um, since... Uh, let's resolution. See. Yeah, yeah. Since resolution, I mean, we've just been we've been really busy. I did a whole wow. season of a podcast. Remember uh, January of two twenty nineteen? No, I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Januarys. Yeah, that's nice. Um, they they always seem so chill. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like starting a new book, you know. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a hangover. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, the end of the last book that you read was really kind of crappy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like, anyway, um, so <laughs> today died. on the show, uh, we are discussing the Aztecs, which is the first Doctor seventh story. This is the start of our seventh season of uh, The Long Way Around. Uh, so strap in, everybody. Um, it's a real mixed bag of a season. Real mixed bag. Um, <laughs> well, we'll talk more about that uh, later on. But uh, yeah, there are there are highs and there are definitely lows. So we have. Uh, I, I remember there being some real lows last season, though. Am I right? I don't remember. That was like a year ago. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> is is last remember. season the one where we had to record that big finish episode three times? Because I do remember <laughs> that. Yeah, oh, that man. one. <laughs> that might have been. You might be right. Uh, let me check the, the one with all yes. like the weird like 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 manifesto like sadomasochistic. Yeah, it was like, no, that, like was, fan fiction? that was the season. That was the season before uh, Minuet oh, in Hell. That was that was Minuet season five. Hell. Season six was Invaders from Mars. Was the big finish episode? Oh, I don't yeah. even. Oh, the gangster one. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. Oh yeah, I yeah. like that one. I remember it had Jessica Hines, Nay Stevenson in it yeah. as like, a yeah. Russian Simon spy and Simon and Pegg. Pegg. Yeah, the cha- the Chamberlain himself. Yeah. That was a weird one. Um, but uh, yeah, so this season um, we've got, uh, I guess we'll get this out of the way in the front since we're already talking about it. Um, <laughs> sure. This season we are starting with the Aztecs, which we're talking about today. Uh, the next time we uh, we get together, we're going to be talking about the evil of the Daleks, yes. which is a second Doctor story, one of the best, um, unfortunately not existing. And the funny thing about the evil of the Daleks which is also the funny thing about the second doctor lately. Uh, you know, right after, I think it was, um, let's see. I think it was right after, right after we did the macro terror, they came out with an animated macro terror. And then we just did the faceless ones last season. 
and they're coming out with the animated faceless ones. Of course. And, and now the rumor is that there's going to be an animated Evil of the Daleks next. So we just keep missing the animated versions <laughs> of these episodes being released. Um, we They always come out right after we cover them and, and do the, uh, the, the reconstructions. I uh, haven't seen any of the reconstructions. Have y'all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have. That's what we watch all the time, or the reconstructions, oh. not the animated oh. ones. Yeah. You haven't seen any of the animated ones, That's right? what I meant to say. Yeah. Those like, yeah. official like Fathom event things right. that come out. Right, right, right. Yeah. I've seen a couple. They're mixed bags. Like Some of them are really good, and then other ones are like, oh, wow, you guys really went with a cheap animation company on this one, didn't you? Um, yeah. Maybe if I really enjoyed like the animation style of one, I'd be like, oh, I'll check that out. Because that's how I am with any kind of license-based comics, unfortunately, is... Yeah. If it's like, oh, I enjoy looking at this, or if it's from like a writer that I know is like a good writer, then mm-hmm. I'll like, oh, I'll pick up X book because like Kelly Thompson's writing it or whoever, you know? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so we're gonna <laughs> be we're gonna be missing the evil of the Daleks again, uh, or the animated <laughs> version of the thing sure. again. But- I keep picturing like a Dalek wearing like a Pantera shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's metal. Um, <laughs> Be cool if there was an episode that was just called "The Metal of the Daleks." Um, we are metal. <laughs> they just find, they find like a like bat out of hell on vinyl, and it just becomes like their new god. <laughs> they just keep saying they just keep saying uh, we are metal, and not just totally unironically because they are literally metal. We They're are metal. metal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like the Doctor's companions, like a metalhead, just like yeah, throws up the horns. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs. What are you doing? Not, no, 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 not, no, 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 no. So anyway, the evil of the Daleks. Uh, our third, our third Doctor story this this season is the Claws of Axos. Oh no! Um, again, again, the mixed bag of this season. Uh, so we had two two pretty strong ones, followed by like a really really weak one. Uh, the Claws of Axos, um, not good. It, uh, as far as my memory is concerned, um, our fourth Doctor story is Planet of Evil, which is very middle of the road for the era yeah. that we're in. Okay. Um, it's a, we're in a very good era of the fourth Doctor, but Planet of the Evil, Planet of Evil, is one of the like more generic ones. Um, it's like the caretaker of its season. A little bit, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, that's fair. Um, then uh all-time classics <laughs> fifth doctor story time flight <laughs> oh i'm i'm busy that day sorry guys <laughs> oh i was looking at it's, the schedule and i thought it was a time fight at first i got really excited oh yeah no. that would be cool time flight uh it's set at an airport um mm. oh no that's never yeah. good i know so uh we're we've got an airport episode of at least, uh, at least it's not heathrow yeah, and it's uh, it's uh, the master in uh, uh, yellow face. Is that correct? Yes, I would say so. Okay, he was basically yeah. in yellow face before. Yeah, that's true. Um, so anyway, time flight. Uh, then we have for our sixth Doctor Revelation of the Daleks. Um, his uh, his Dalek episode. Lots of Daleks this season. Yeah, yeah, there is. Uh-huh. Uh, How will our- Colin Baker? Handle the Daleks. I'm excited yeah, to see that. Not well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like he, just he handles, throw, like he handles most things. Not he just well. Throw the, he just throw the companion at them. <laughs> I would not put it past him. Okay. Um, 
our our uh, seventh Doctor story is Silver Nemesis, his uh, Cybermen story, mm-hmm. okay. um, which I do not remember at all. I don't remember Sounds anything about, about right. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we have a we have an all time great story for our eighth Doctor story, The Chimes of Midnight. Nice. Um, which is uh, it's like a top three for him. Like mm-hmm. it's one of the best eighth Doctor stories ever. Oh, cool! I love when the audio ones are really good. Yeah, you're gonna love this one. This is nice. this is gonna be one. Uh, this is gonna be one that you're gonna be able to curl up with and really enjoy. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, speaking of really enjoying one, we have the Ninth Doctor story. This season is Father's Day, which is an all-time great one. Mm-hmm. Um, very mm-hmm. excited about uh, rewatching that episode. And then one of my absolute least favorite Tenth Doctor stories, The Idiot's Lantern, which I am. I am not. I am not looking forward to Rose Damn. and Ten being bullies and calling people morons. I can or, never. I will never remember which one this is until I start watching it, and then I will remember everything about it. Yeah, that's uh, it's the it's the Daddy O episode. <laughs> oh, it's the one where they go back to the sixties and he's got the hair. Yep, and the t- mm-hmm. the TVs are evil. Okay, yeah, yep. I, I remember everything about it. I think it's the fifties, but yes, sixties. Uh, he 50s. definitely You're has. Right. Yeah, he definitely has the hair for sure, and cool. she has a poodle on her skirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Name Rose. It's, uh, it's one. Of, <laughs> it's just one. It's just one of the worst things. Um. Anyway, terrible episode. Uh. And then we have the incredibly generic and boring eleventh Doctor story, the Hungry Earth and Cold Blood two parter. Yeah, the weird like war room doctor like conference episode mm-hmm. with the, yeah yeah Salarians yeah Salarians yeah it's uh. uh it's not it's not even bad. It's just like, oh it's man. Just, it's two parts too. It's two parts. <laughs> it's not even that it's bad. It's that it's two parts. Is that um is that Chibnall? It sure is. Oh, boy. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Yeah, and it, it and the funny thing is, I think the most interesting thing about watching that episode this season is we're following having seen his first season as showrunner. Mm-hmm. And I feel like looking back now on his season as showrunner, he really just made a full season of the Hungry Earth Cold Blood. Just like Ooh. Uh. the whole the whole season is that. Um it's like that's like the vibe he went with. Um, you know, yeah. I think I think Nick was hoping for dinosaurs on a spaceship. Sure. But, but that's not the Chibnall we got. We got Hungry Earth, Cold Blood Chibnall. And I think that's part of the problem with that I season. Do, I do remember some really solid Matt Smith moments in these, though, in those two. Yeah, that's true. There's always solid Matt Smith episodes. That's, that's the thing. Even in, ba- even in bad episodes of Doctor Who, the Doctor tends to be, like, the bright spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In most cases. Uh, and then there's more because this is the season where we are starting our rewatch of the 12th Doctor, starting with Deep Breath. To, yes. to wrap up season seven of the show. Return uh, of the Owl Wizard. Yep. You betcha. I'm excited. The, I haven't I don't think I've watched that since we covered it the first time. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think I have haven't. Either. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited because I remember I really like that story a lot, and you guys were both pretty lukewarm on it. Mm. Um so it'll be it'll be interesting to see if uh anybody's opinions change. I was in college. One. <laughs> oh man you were mm-hmm. that was so wow. long ago <laughs> yeah so see it'll be like watching it for the first time <laughs> it definitely will i There's think it's, a lot I of think be- it, beers 
I, I think in general, I think it just feels like about it's a, it's about time now. Now we're a season into the neck, the doctor after him. Now it's like it feels right to go back and, and start with yeah. him again. He's about to be in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no idea who he's going to play, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to think of like what DC villains that he could be playing. Sure. And I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe like he could be like an old Riddler. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Or like Sinestro because of those eyebrows. Oh, man. <laughs> he would be a great Sinestro. <laughs> Holy moly. Wow. That'd be amazing. Anyway. Well, um, on to the, right. uh, the adventure at hand. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, so that's the plan this season. But uh, we're starting off today with the Aztecs. Um, the Aztecs is... One of like I would say it tends to be like the first Doctor story that people recommend to uh, uh, new to classic Who viewers um, hmm. as like as like this is the one that you should start with is the Aztecs because it's it feels like Doctor Who they, they it feels like they've mostly figured it out and it's uh, it's a pretty solid sort of standalone thing. Um, and I think that it mostly works, you know, there, there are obvious things that do not work in this, um, that I'm sure that we'll get to. Uh, but, uh, it's, I think it is one of his strongest stories, um, especially for, um, you know, of the ones that exist, uh, because he's got some goodies that are missing, unfortunately, Mm. um, but as far as the ones that exist, this is a pretty good one. This was the uh, when when BBC America was doing um, was celebrating the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who and were showing um, episodes uh, of well, like stories from each Doctor, like you know, just sort of being like, oh, here's here's an example of this Doctor, here's an example of this Doctor, and they were doing like one of those and like one of those a week leading up to the 50th anniversary, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this was the story that was chosen for the, fi- for the first doctor, um, oh, cool. was the Aztecs. So, uh, I have, uh, I've seen this one a lot. I think I've seen this one other than an unearthly child. I think I've seen this one more than any other first doctor story. Hmm. Just through happenstance, not on purpose, but mm-hmm. <laughs> It is what it is. Um, so the Aztecs, uh, this actually came as um, Donald uh, Donald Baverstock, the uh, BBC chief of programs. He had, uh, you know, the, doc- the doctor who had become a large enough hit that uh, he uh, consented to a further 10 episodes of Doctor Who beyond the initial 26. Uh, And then a month and a half later, uh, agreed to the back 16, uh, you know, leading to 16. No, not 16. uh, 12? Back 12? I don't know. The, 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 The final count of episodes for Doctor Who's first season was 52 episodes, one a week. Um, it was a weekly show and it did not have any breaks, uh, which is why, uh, actors would take vacation. And so the characters would just be missing from episodes. Uh, the Aztecs was Carol Ann Ford's turn to take two weeks off. Um, and so they actually, 
uh, pre-recorded the two the, the the two scenes that she has one in episode two and one in episode three they recorded during the filming of episode one of uh, the Aztecs and then she got two weeks off while they uh, recorded the rest of it um, so this was uh, this was her vacation episode uh, and then. <sighs> You have um, the uh, the writer of this story, uh, John uh, John Lacarati. Um, he uh, or Lucarati, John Lucarati, who wrote uh, Marco Polo, was invited to return by David Whitaker, the story editor of the show, um, to write another historical episode. And uh, while Marco Polo had been uh, written by Lucarati based on research he had done from a, for a Canadian program several years earlier, the Aztecs was spent um, uh, was was basically inspired by his time living in Mexico. Uh, so he became fascinated by the Aztec culture and fascinated by all of the enormous strides they took in astronomy and medicine and agriculture, but then never forged any metal weapons or, and were, uh, uh, yeah. And were ignorant of, uh, the potential of the wheel. Um, there were no wheels in Aztec culture and he found that fascinating, um, and the, of course, the fact that they practiced uh, human sacrifice. Um, so he uh, he wanted to use the Aztecs as uh, the next historical that he was going to write, and so he wrote this one. Um, and uh, it was, uh, you know, a pretty pretty standard, um, pretty standard uh, uh, production. Uh, nothing crazy, you know. They did um, continue their battle with the BBC over trying to get out of Lime Grove Studios uh, because they they hate Lime Grove Studios because it's uh, antiquated and uh, it was very difficult to produce the show in there, um, as seen in um, the uh, Adventure in Space and Time uh, biopic. Would you call that a biopic? I don't know what you would call that. Is it a um, biopic if it's about a group of people? Or yeah, right. That's yeah. I know. That's what I was. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah, like um, I, I wouldn't call. Sa- I don't know if I would call Saving Mr. Banks a biopic. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um. So anyway, in any event, uh, <laughs> in Adventure of Space and Time, we saw their struggles with Lime Grove Studio, and uh, they were continuing those struggles and tried to get um a new studio space from the BBC. Uh, eventually, uh, they relented and gave them. Uh, two studio, two two uh, studio spaces at the BBC's um, uh, studio space, um, uh, but uh, unfortunately, the two spaces that they gave them were really just kind of a middle finger to the whole production because they were these tiny, uh, narrow studio spaces that they really couldn't do anything with. Uh, and uh, while they were, they would they built sets. One of the sets that they built in this story. The uh, the garden set, um, which they uh, built for episode one with plans to come back to in later episodes. And the BBC literally tore apart all of their uh, that entire set. And so they had to rebuild it, which is why it looks completely different um, from episode one to episodes two through four. Uh, because they basically had to rebuild it from scratch and uh, rent a bunch of uh, plants to cover up the uh, very minimal 
uh, uh, background uh, paintings that they they had left because the BBC uh, just like tore apart all of their stuff and just threw it out. Um, so uh, they were not happy, and it was uh, it was a little bit of a struggle. And uh, they would uh, continue to debate the BBC on the merits of allowing Doctor Who to film at BBC Studios rather than um, Lime Grove. Uh, so that, Damn. uh, yeah. So it's, uh, they were, they were, this was a bit of a struggle on that front, but, uh, in general, this was a pretty low key episode, uh, to, uh, to film. The Aztecs part one temple of evil written by John Lucarotti directed by John Crockett produced by Verity Lambert air date, May 23rd, 1964. Barbara and Susan are desecrating an Aztec crypt after the TARDIS lands in 15th century Mexico. Susan doesn't like that the Aztecs performed human sacrifice. Barbara doesn't like it either, but she does like the Aztec bracelet she found lying around. So she decides to keep it for herself, as any educator would. They find a secret hole in the wall of the crypt, and Barbara goes through it to find herself face-to-face with real, ancient Aztecs. The High Priest of Knowledge, Otlock, is hostile towards Barbara until he sees the bracelet she's wearing. Then he becomes certain that Barbara is a god. Otlock finds the Doctor and Ian and tells them this new god called Yataxa wants to meet with them. On the way, they meet Taloxel, the High Priest of Sacrifice, who is much less chill than Otlock. The Doctor and Ian meet Barbara, who is now fully in the weeds with this being a god thing. Taloxel convinces Otlock that Ian, primary school science teacher, would be an excellent Aztec warrior and takes him to meet Ixta, the toughest Aztec warrior there is. The doctor explores the Garden of Peace, where the Aztecs send their olds to wait peacefully for death, and even has a nice meet-cute with Kameka, a retired philosopher. The doctor thinks he can use his wolfish charm on Kameka to help him get his TARDIS out of the Aztec tomb. In order to keep their cover, Ian has to help humans sacrifice a guy. Barbara is outraged and wants to use her powers as a god to end human sacrifice for the Aztecs forever, so that when the brave and noble Spanish conquerors come in a few years, maybe they won't completely annihilate the Aztec people and their way of life. The doctor tells Barbara that, while she's British and therefore correct, they can't do anything to alter the course of history. Nevertheless, Barbara stops the ritual, insulting the man who was intended to be sacrificed to the rain god. A believer to the end, the man leaps off the top of the tomb to fulfill his sacrifice, and the rains come. Barbara still tells Taloxel there will be no sacrifices. Not now, not ever. Taloxel vows to expose Barbara for the fraud that she is, and defend his religious beliefs. So, um... I I love that this uh, this episode begins with like the TARDIS lands and then Barbara just like immediately walks out and starts playing with the dead guy's jewelry. Right? <laughs> just just like immediately she's just like ooh shiny and then just starts putting it on and and this is like what causes the problem of the whole the whole story. Um is that she just starts putting on jewelry from this dead guy's tomb and doesn't seem bothered by it. I, I, you know, I think Susan's a little weirded out by it, but like Barbara's like, it's fine. It's, (laughs) it's hers by right, Scott. She's British. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Of course. 
Oh, uh, yeah. So she just she just like wanders around this tomb and just starts putting stuff on. And it's uh, it's very off putting. I don't know. And Barbara's just like, no, it's fine. Like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I I'm a stuff. teacher. Yeah. Um, there's, so there's a few lines in this story that, uh, I found really interesting as, as to the, the future of, of Doctor Who, you know, we're very early on in the show at this point. And, uh, every once in a while, someone will say something that I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Cause they had no idea. And yet it almost sounds like they're making a reference to a future thing. Um, and, uh, one of those were, is when, um, Barbara or no, I'm sorry, Susan specifically is talking about the Aztecs, which she apparently knows all about, uh, and, uh, knows that they sacrifice people and then mentions the fact that they, um, that, that they cut out people's hearts and it was, and then like shudders. And it was specifically like, I know that she's saying that like, okay, people is plural and they, they, they have plural hearts but mm. it was it's just i don't know there was something about the way that she said it that it was like oh it almost sounds like she's talking about how like time lords have two hearts oh uh, yeah yeah um obviously they had no idea that that was a thing yet but uh i just found it interesting no but yeah uh, and and it's sort of uh it's led to a new appreciation for what people like you know Stephen moffat and russell t davies were able to do with this reboot and choose to connect it in such interesting and organic ways to these old episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then of course, uh, dumb old Susan sets off a trap door mm-hmm. and, uh, that, which, uh, lets them all out, but doesn't let them come back inside, uh, which is kind of, uh, honestly, it's a fun, it's a fun concept. I think like as far as what the, what the main, uh, problem in this story is which is like well you know they they designed these uh the door on this tomb so that like if a god like woke up in the tomb they could get out easily um because they wouldn't be able to uh otherwise you know being gods they just use doors like normal people i guess <laughs> Um, but, uh, they make it so that they can get out, but then like no one can get in like grave robbers or, or things like that. Um, so it's kind of a interesting, like one way door scenario where the TARDIS is trapped in the tomb because that's where it, uh, it appeared. And, uh, now they have to figure out a way to get back into the tomb, despite the fact that there doesn't seem to be a way. Um, and I think that that's, uh, I think it's a really interesting, uh, impetus for the story that we're going to get. I mean, you know, these early episodes are all about problem solving more than anything. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's not like, there's not usually like a grand, like thematic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's not, there's not like a lot of like allegory or metaphor or theme or philosophy or anything like that in these early episodes. It's really about like, well, we have a problem. How can we creatively solve the problem, especially in these early episodes where it's like we're going to solve it through history and science and maths? Yeah, yeah. We're it, 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 it's still uh, when the show still saw itself primarily as like an educational tool for children. Right, right. Um, which is ironic looking at this story now um, that they thought that this was. Well, I don't know. Educational. I, 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 I was actually I was I was pretty impressed with the uh, you know the care. That was that was taken in for the time with everything from the art design 
the uh, the costuming, you know, it just seemed to for the time to have a real appreciation for Aztec culture, and you know, and and, and learning that John Lucarati actually spent time in Mexico, uh, it, it shows. Mm-hmm. You know, for the time for the sixties, it shows a real curiosity and appreciation for for Aztec culture for the time that I I, I, I appreciated watching it. Yeah, twenty nineteen. I mean, you know. Uh, 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 brown face notwithstanding, I yeah, I tend- but that, yeah, and that's near, <laughs> yeah. but that's so inescapable, right? That, that right. it almost is like I don't know. For me, it almost like checks out. Of sure. Like, well, uh, okay, there it is. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> not, and, not, to, and not, yeah. to, not and not not to and not to like really like uh you know give them a free pass on this, but um also I don't know that there were a great number of Mexicans in Europe in. The 1960s. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like I feel you like know, that's. I feel like that's probably safe to say. Sure. Yeah. And it, and it's just so. I don't know. It's it's such a product of the time, and I don't. I'm of the mind mm-hmm. that you know it's important for us to watch <clears throat> stuff in context and be like, oh yeah, sure. this is what they used to do. Sure. Sure. Is, I don't want to you know burn all of it. Yeah. Well, and at the very least, it's not like any of them are doing like a like a Mexican caricature or anything like that. <laughs> Like yeah, it well like yeah. There's a, there's a, like a disconnect, I guess, between like I don't know even if like an av- I don't know if they see mass Mexicans as connected to Aztec. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. But, but yeah, like, but it, it, but at least at least it's not like Mickey Rooney in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh you know, sure, it's not, We're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, just a shout out to Tlaloc, actual uh, rain god of uh, of the of the Aztec people. Uh, often pictured as a man wearing a net of clouds. Shout out oh. to the rain god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's what we all used to say. What's um, up, Holmes? Well, they get... <laughs> What's up, Tlaloc? <laughs> so, uh, so Barbara gets caught in the temple, and uh, they're like, what are you doing here? How did you get in here? And then he sees the uh, bracelet that she stole off the dead guy and is like, wait a minute. Are you our god? And she's like... <laughs> I guess so. Yes, I am. That means that I'm not going to die. <laughs> cool. When someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Mm-hmm. Barbara True. knows what's like up. She, yeah, Barbara, Barbara watch Ghostbusters. She gets mm-hmm. it. Uh, That's the first thing the doctor did. Yeah. Like, to, you got to see this. It's coming out in like 20 years. You're going to see it early. It's called Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, my God. That was only 20 years after this. What? That is that is off putting. Yes, sixty four eighty four. Wow. Yeah, that is that is that is a shorter amount of time than today is from like Scream. Yeah, and then it would be like in if in Ghostbusters, someone went up to Bankman and was like, "Hey, you want to see this crazy movie coming out in twenty years called Spider Man 2? <laughs> oh man, that's so weird. <laughs> God, that's so weird. Time. It would be. It Time would, is so strange. Be, oh man! No, I mean it's like it's like watching The Matrix like now. Like that was twenty years ago. The Matrix, yes, yeah, for sure. That's like somebody going to someone after they get out of The Matrix and they're like, "Hey, you want to watch uh, it? Chapter two? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You want to see the silliest damn clown you've ever seen in your whole life?" <laughs> See, in the last one, he was doing a Scooby-Doo impression. This time, he's Winnie the Pooh for some reason. You, yes! I've never felt more connected to you. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah. 
don't know. For some reason, he just switched impressions. I don't. Oh, hey, everybody, <laughs> it's me, Pennywise. Oh, 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 I'm just a silly old clown. <laughs> you want to talk to a silly old clown like me? <laughs> Oh, bother. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the movie's fine, you guys. It's, it's a fine. fun movie. It's, it's just... His, his, like, I don't, I don't understand why he changed up his impression. I mean, the Scooby-Doo one was bad enough, but... I guess he had 20 years to think about his, his act. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> He's like, you know what? Maybe Winnie the Pooh is the better approach here. Yeah, I mean, it worked out. Yeah, he got, he got, he got, he got, he got, he got his, he got his kicks in in this one. Yeah, he, he ate his... like twice as many people in this. I was one. gonna say, yeah, he actually like he seemed he was more threatening. And what the hell are we doing? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway. Uh... Uh, so uh, there, there's uh, I, there's I like do two, love... there's like yeah the priests right the high priests yeah yeah I love the high priest is like so like the rest of the t- of the team they they get out and uh, Susan's like yeah Barbara got taken and they're like what <laughs> and must then be they Thursday. Come out, and the and the pre the priest is like uh, it's just like oh you are part of our God's uh, team welcome. Uh, I honor you. And the doctor is just like, I do not trust being honored because I know what that leads to. <laughs> yeah. And you know he's... what? He was right. <laughs> yeah. I really love the doctor in this episode. He's he the world. I don't know. He kind of floats above everything in a really fun way. Mm-hmm. He's, he almost kind of reminds me of like Todd and Bojack Horseman in this one. We're like, yeah. I don't know. His thing is he's kind of like his his plot is kind of madcap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, uh, so like in this, I guess, um, you know, Ian is, uh, is sort of, uh, he's, they're like, Hey, uh, you want to fight our guy? And he's like, um, not really. And they're like, Oh, (laughs) I'm a science teacher. Yeah. He's like, they're just like, Oh, well, uh, that's, that's a weird thing. Cause like, wouldn't, uh, yeah, it seems weird that you wouldn't want to fight our guy since you work for that God lady. And he's like, Oh Yes, you are right. I will fight your guy, I guess. Uh, And so his whole plot in this whole story is about how he's going to fight this guy. It's the best. So, so, and I I know it's been a minute since we were hanging out with these goofballs, but there's like a scene where where Ian goes to meet Ixta, or Ixta, the the guy, the the, the, the other... Ixta, yeah, the soldier. Yeah. The like, I'm the I'm the guy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a <laughs> yeah. played by Jason Momoa. Yeah, I'm the guy. And so there's like a scene. <laughs> there's like a scene where Ian like puts him in like a like a finger hold, like a choke hold, and like yeah, yeah you didn't th- no I would. I'm like, when Is that in this have- one? Well, that might be episode two. You're right. Yeah, yeah I think that I think maybe is that maybe that is this one. I don't know. But I, I'm I'm just I'm 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 I love uh, 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 Ian's like space bird armor that they put him oh, in. Hell yeah. yeah, he he's like weirdly <laughs> like like an action hero in this one. Yeah, there is there is few things that I love more than this show just demanding that we take William Russell seriously as an action star. <laughs> They're just like, no, this guy, this guy's a man's man. Look at him. 
I know, you he's, know, a, sh- I know he's a science teacher, but he's a man's man. The show is kind of doing what the Aztec are doing to Ian, which is like, well, you're the you're a big you're a dude, so you have to be like the action hero guy in this story. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think he seems fine with it. He's like he seems really into the fact that like they want him to be this action hero guy. It's so lame though. He's <laughs> he's the lamest. It's the he's best. just like he reminds me of um in the adventures of Pete and Pete, the the strongest man in the world or whatever. Yeah. That's what he reminds me of. For sure. Strongest man in the world. <laughs> He's just like this scrawny guy that runs down the street. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. Ugh. So I, w- I want to bring something up to you guys that I noticed watching this. So in this episode, there are two high priests. Otlock, which is sort of like the round, benign, kind of chill, skeptical priest. And mm-hmm. then... We have uh, Taloxel, who's yes. like the scheming, mm, I don't know if you're a god. Is is it, so is it Talox, Taloxel, or is Toxel. it Latoxel? Because it's pronounced both ways in the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I went back a few before recording just to like, okay, I want to hear them say their names, just see if I'm yeah. saying it right. And then they were pulling that crap. Yeah, it's like Tlatoxel, like most of the time. And then whenever uh, William Hartnell pronounces it, it's Latoxel. Like he's like, he's like oh, the, the T is the T oh, is Oh, you silent. can't trust anything and William it, Hartnell says, though. Like he doesn't say his yeah, lines Yeah, I know, right? I know, but... <laughs> if I'm going on camera, I'm going on speaking the kings. <laughs> but, then, but then it's also like, I don't... That kind of makes sense to me. The idea that like a T and an L, the T would be silent. Latoxel yeah. and Latoxel sounds better. Yeah, there's general. like a, there's a whole. I just got done reading this book where it, it went into the whole like the place of the X and like the Maya and like yeah. their their way of pronouncing so stuff. But like, okay, so we have <clears throat> our hero pretending to be a god while constantly evading the skepticism and earning the trust of a benign priest and a kind of more nefarious evil priest. This is mm-hmm. Road to El Dorado. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh yeah. I Tlatoxel is uh the guy who plays him, John Ringham, mm-hmm. um, really good. Uh oh, like, yeah, he's a great Doctor Who villain for this early so, era. He's so creepy. The way that he kind of just slimes his way up next to someone's face and looks at them like in this like crooked mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um He's just so creepy. He reminds me of um uh uh Cass, uh what's what's the what's the dude that um uh the dude in Lord of the Rings who's like uh who the, the uh, voice of Chucky? Oh, oh warm tongue. tongue, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. he reminds me of Warm Tongue. That's what he reminds me of. Yeah. Um, he I, I, I really buy his like passion. He really kind of nails the pulp Shakespeare of classic who. Mm-hmm. Where right away you're like, oh, this dude really wants to be in charge, right? and he's kind of, and I and I buy Barb him being insulted by Barbara. What you know when he finds out more about what Barbara's doing, he's like, wait, no, yeah, well, yeah, and that's the thing that kills me is like he's in the right the entire story. <laughs> she's like, I am a god. He's like, no, you're not, and she's like, how dare you? You're a villain. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like you're the you're lying. I can to tell us. you're evil by the face paint around your mouth. You are evil, sir. 
You probably yeah. sacrifice people, you <laughs> evil person. I mean, he does sacrifice people, but, like, to be fair, they're into it. They love you know? it. They love it. Uh, like, she, he tries to sacrifice somebody in front of... Uh, in front of her and uh, she's like no and then the guy's like how dare you dishonor me and then he just goes and like jumps off the building <laughs> yeah true millennial um, yeah uh, also as they are presenting uh, Barbara as Yataxa the <laughs> uh, the god um, I, I love this moment because she's presented to an off-camera audience that's like supposed to be this big <laughs> massive thing and it's just like it's like a canned like live studio yeah. audience this is like one of those instances where like I feel like this episode the scale of this episode could be greatly improved if they did like that um, Star Trek the original series like special edition thing that they did to uh to that if they did that to this and just like just like added some scale to mm. this story and like yeah no mm. they're in this like massive aztec you know uh society and you never get that sense really uh until like the last episode you get to see like a nice view of like the whole the whole uh uh i don't know concept yeah, with whatever. like the matte paintings yeah. and stuff yeah, 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 yeah. You get like a larger context there, but like in this episode, when she's just like she just like walks into a close up, uh, and then you just hear, <laughs> and then she just looks worried and then steps uh. away, and then and then he tries to cut somebody's heart out, <laughs> um, and then that guy leaps to his death. Uh, uh, it's like just goes full midsummer because yeah, for um, sure because it's like it's it's uh, it's a it's a thing of honor. He's about right. to be. He's, he's about to be fed to the to the gods. Yeah. Oh man, that was really shocking. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm so startled. <laughs> you gotta I, think, get I just, but I think we should keep an open mind. <laughs> um. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, Barbara, that was really shocking, but I think we should keep it up. Oh my god, this is this is Midsummer. This is Rose Del Dorado yes. and Midsummer. Yeah, it's a combination of the two. Oh, anyway, that's uh then this is this is uh when when that guy leaps to his death and Barbara's really upset, that's what uh sort of keys off Tlatoxel to be like, mm, I think you might be fake and uh I'm gonna prove it. And Barbara's like, uh oh, and that's that's how this one ends. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> the Aztecs, Part 2, The Warriors of Death. Written by John Lucarotti. Directed by John Crockett. Produced by Verity Lambert. Script edited by David Whitaker. Air date, May 30th, 1964. The Doctor really tears into Barbara for trying to alter history. Susan gets sent to a seminary to learn the ins and outs of being an Aztec bride. Ian and Ixta train for their upcoming fight with each other, but somewhere along the way, they find something else. They find something more. Deloxel is horrified when Otlock tells him he plans to make Ian, primary school science teacher, the new leader of the Aztec warriors. Deloxel offers Ixta untold riches if he can kill Ian during their upcoming fight. The Doctor and Kameka get to know one another while wandering around the Garden of Peace. 
he convinces Kameka to let him meet with the son of the designer of the tomb his TARDIS is trapped in. Taloxel tries to get the truth out of Barbara, but when he can't, he locks her inside of her tomb. Ixta, the son of the tomb designer, meets with the doctor in the Garden of Peace. The doctor gives Ixta a poison needle to help him win some fight with some guy he has later, in exchange for showing him blueprints of the tomb. Barbara tries to teach some good old-fashioned Western civility to Otlock. Later, she meets with the doctor, who explains to him that he may have inadvertently helped kill Ian. The doctor is arrested by Taloxel for talking to Barbara while she's in Tomb Out. Ixta and Ian battle it out on the roof of the one temple these Aztecs have. Ian has the upper hand until Ixta scratches him with the doctor's poison needle. Taloxel tells Ixta to kill Ian. Otlock says Yataxa has forbade human sacrifice, and just then, Barbara herself appears to stop the fight. We get this, like, big-time, like, Time Lord Doctor moment of, like, no interfering. And it's it's really, like, weird uh, hearing him talk like that, because he's, like, you know, the most interfering. He interferes with everything. Yeah, he's not he's oh, like, not like, there yet in his in his trajectory though. Like Yeah. Like, that's, I mean like yeah. Like first doctor is the is most weird. like rules sticklery of all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think I like that because it kind of reminds me like what we were talking about earlier of how like the classic stuff informing the new stuff. Because, like, David Tennant has said that exact same thing. Like, he goes back on it, but he's just like, no, you know, we can't change history and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. the Pompeii yeah, episode. Yeah, Right. Yeah, I thought about that episode mm-hmm. a lot while uh, while watching this one. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know. Um, so is this, uh, like, is this, is this the first, like, no interfering speech? I don't think so. I feel like it's happened before this. I don't remember. Um, maybe not as pointed. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not as like specifically as this one is. But I do feel like he's like warned them before of like, don't mess stuff up, you jerks. Mm-hmm. You you dummies. Check your privilege, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Barbara's motivation is like, I'm going to stop human sacrifice altogether. So when. Cortez shows up, they don't kill all the Aztecs. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's solid, I guess. Yeah, but like, yeah, like her, 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 her logic is that maybe when the Spanish come and they don't seem as, quote, barbaric or, you yeah. know, whatever, brutal, then they won't be like, ah, which is like, I think vastly, sure, overestimating the civility of the Spanish. <laughs> uh, yes. Cortez would just be like, yeah, they seem like nice people. Anyway, we should kill right. them because this yeah. is our land now. Yeah. I'm sure the Skeksis would have been super chilled at the podlings if they weren't so gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is also the episode where we uh, we get to see Ian's uh, Vulcan uh, Vulcan neck pinch. Yeah. Which, like, I was like, how did, when did he learn? Did the PE teacher teach him that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the idea of it is supposed to be like, well, he's a he's a science teacher, so he knows biology, so okay. he knows where to mm-hmm. thumb somebody into submission. <laughs> I don't know. This Aztec warrior. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, of course, they think it, they, they're like, oh, it's magic. I, I think it's interesting because like <laughs> Ian keeps doing stuff like all of them keep doing stuff that like they're like, oh, this will this will trick them. They'll 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 uh, believe that we're uh, gods or whatever now. And then like every time they do it, Tlatoxel is just like, no, nah, I still don't buy it. I still don't buy it. Like every every time, like they just are like, oh, these stupid ignorant Aztecs. And Tlatoxel's like, no, nah, I'm not. Nah. I'm not that ignorant. I, I, I mm. yeah. It, Look, it's I a- might believe in human sacrifice, but I think this whole thumb thing is BS. <laughs> yeah, but they're all, yeah. They're also able to create entire civilizations and indu- and industry and agri. Yeah, I know. But I and like for some reason, even that rang true to me. Of like, yeah, like these three sixties white people would be like, look, thumbs. <laughs> like, look at what I'm thumbs. able to do. Like, Fire. Fire. Yeah, we, we've had that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, we forgot to mention this in the previous episode, but uh, Kamika and uh, oh, yes. her relationship with the doctor, um, which is uh, just like a lot of ignorant flirting. Uh, like the doctor has no idea that he's flirting with this woman. <laughs> yeah. Is the Coco thing in, in this episode? Uh, I think that's episode uh, three. Okay. Yeah, that's episode three. Um, no, they just continue to like meet in the garden and flirt. Yeah, so there's like a point where they're like, we keep all of our old people in this garden to wander about like an RPG and wait for <laughs> someone to come up to <laughs> to come up to them and ask them a thing that only an old person would know. <laughs> this is our old people garden. I uh... yeah. welcome. <laughs> I made Norman watch this episode with me because I was just like, oh, man, like Ian fights a guy dressed like a jaguar and like, it's fun. It's fun. (laughs) Um, So the old people garden came up and he was just like, wow, this is like a really Game of Thrones vibe because like everyone just keeps meeting in the garden. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's not wrong. There's a lot of there's like mostly like machinations Mm -hmm. and scheming and alliances turning is like the bulk of this episode's drama. Yeah. There's very little like quest gathering. You know, there is a there is a distinct lack of Aztec stuff in in uh films. Like there's a lot of like horror movies and like fantasy films where they like go to an Aztec temple and stuff, but like I mean literally like a movie set during the Aztec times about Aztecs. Sure. You know, we have we have Apocalypto, you know, but depicting the Maya. Uh right. we have, you know, we've already brought up Road to El Dorado, which as I get older I'm learning is is a genuine piece of uh you know, it holds a place in a lot of Latin Americans' hearts because it does it just it's one of the few examples of like, oh yeah, like Shibalba and like our yeah. uh the the new Dora movie had some really cool <laughs> sure. stuff in it. Genuinely, uh, shout out to the Dora movie. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I you know it's just weird that there has that no one's ever made like a like an Aztec like gladiator. You yeah, know? you know, unfortunately, well, you know, thanks to the Spanish, there's not a lot of uh like our mythology left or mm-hmm. like our of our history left. There's not a lot to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there's a lot of, I think there's totally, there's hundreds and hundreds of stories that could easily be like, you know, yeah. Ridley Scott epics. And I think this episode yeah. is a good, I think that I could tell that John Lucarati does have like a genuine, like he gets why the Aztecs are rad is yeah. they're so advanced and they're so above, but then they're also sacrificed and brutal and blood and, and the right. warrior. 
Yeah. There's like a there could be like a cool like Guillermo del Toro like epic mm. film about the Aztecs. That'd yeah. Dope. Uh yeah, or uh Robert Rodriguez should get to do one. He should get to do his like from Dust Till Dawn prequel where it's like <laughs> how the how the temple got there. Oh man. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's like the whole sack too of that movie is that they're under a temple. Wow, I totally forgot about that. Man. I heard yeah, that's what the wow. I, heard that, I heard that's what the show really goes into is like that mythology. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I've never I've never seen the yeah, show. Why why but. would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, um yeah, I guess I guess I don't really like the movie, so <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. Um I uh yeah, I I don't know. I I I uh I I oh there's a line in um this garden scene in this episode where uh, uh this is another another piece of dialogue that feels like it's hinting at something that it's not actually hinting toward at all. Um but in retrospect it looks like it is. It's like a nice Nice uh, 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 internal retcon, um, which is where uh, Kamika tells the doctor that um, his heart is young. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because he's the first doctor. Like, he's not he's not really that old yet, even though he is old. Mm. He's not really old. I don't know. Yeah. So I just yeah, I like I just keep noticing noticing stuff like that in this episode that I was like, oh, that's it's kind of fun. I like that. Um, another reason why this is a go-to like new to classic who episode is because there's a lot of stuff like that where you can like, look, see, they knew what they were doing the whole time. They didn't though. You can tell there's, there's a lot of what Pete, you know, writers like Stephen Moffat or, uh, Mm -hmm. Chris Chibnall or Mark Gatiss, a lot of what they probably loved about Dr. Who when they were 11 is in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so we uh we get introduced to the main uh the main crux of uh Susan's plot in this story which is uh Susan learning to be a good wife <laughs> which is a big old yikes um especially considering you know she has no issues with all of the stuff that she's memorized about how to be a good wife until they get to the point part where she can't choose her husband like everything else she's totally fine with. She's fine with not owning property. She's fine with not having a job. She's fine with like making the home clean, all that. Oh, I, love, I love stuff. Susan. But but it was just so interesting to see like <laughs> you know, in the 60s, their idea of like one step too far is just that she can't choose her husband. Now hold on. Now hold on. All those other things are true, <laughs> but this one I don't know. For some reason that just all seems so sp- it seems to fit so specifically with Susan, who <laughs> is just my favorite weird character. <laughs> she's oh, she she's would be she would she would ridiculous. be so instantly so good in any cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. Well, yeah, she just be- it feels like she just believes anything anyone tells her. I mean, her. it's not like she isn't like not doing all those things already, like. I mean, I know she's 16, yeah. but, like, she doesn't have a job. She kind of, like, watches after the doctor. She's just, like, She's sort of her steward she, already. Yeah. She, she cleans up the yeah. TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. The only thing that she does occasionally that, I guess, makes her different is that she, like, listens to rock music on, on vinyl occasionally. <laughs> and does a little finger dance while she's listening. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
I just, I just want, I just want her to come back. I want them to like meet. I want, I want another actress to play Susan. I want Jodie Whittaker yeah. to like have to hang out with her granddaughter, and she's just like bizarre. Oh, that'd yeah. be so good. It's like the Brady Bunch movie where she's still like trapped in the sixties. Yeah, that would be good. That would be really good. I would like that a lot. Um, so uh, we get to see Ixta's leopard armor. Yeah, which is. It literally, it's like a, it's like a knight's armor, except it's made of leopard. <laughs> so, uh, so one, one thing I, one interesting that I read about the costume design is they had to add clothing in the, in, uh-huh. in, in the, to the disservice of historical accuracy because the Aztecs didn't wear a lot of clothes. Mm-hmm. Sure. They were like, well, this isn't going to fly on the BBC. So they had to like add robes and armor on everybody. Which is interesting because it's in black and white. Like they could have just put them into like a like a beige colored like bodysuit, uh, like bodysuit, yeah. and then they could wear whatever. And they're not actually naked, but like they kind of look like they are. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been fine for sure. Could have, you, it didn't even have to be beige. It could have been like light gray, and like no one would know the difference. <laughs> um. But yeah, I just I love that his like his head like sticks out of the mouth of the leopard, <laughs> like a like a like a uh, I don't know like a like an art like a helmet like mm-hmm. a uh, like yeah a knight's helmet I don't know it's kind of cool it's, so... it's almost like a historical fantasy like this is a British <laughs> yeah. knight European version of like what an Aztec warrior might have looked like right were there leopards in uh... in Mexico yeah in the jungles of South yeah. America yeah, okay. there's like jaguars right. and cool. stuff. Oh, okay. Is that what the, is this a leopard or a jaguar? I have to go back to the tape. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, all right. Well, uh, th- this uh, this the doctor basically comes up with this plan of like, okay, I need to find a way to get into this, into the the thing, into the tomb. Uh, it's a one way door. There's got to be another way in there. Um, so I need to get the plans for the for the tomb. To I got to read the blueprints <laughs> to the tomb. Uh, you guys do you do you think Aztecs had blueprints? Um, I don't know. They, I actually don't know if they kept like record that wasn't like I don't know if they had like a. I'm drawing a blank. Was there like paper? Did they have paper? No. Uh, no. They had, like, did they even have parchment or anything like that? I want to. I want to say that I'm a little bit more familiar with the Maya than the Aztec, and the Maya are earlier. Mm. Uh huh. So I don't know if if they had developed like keeping paper record or bound record. Yeah. Of I don't know of like the the like the stars or like the crops that year or like it like, seems it seems questionable to me just because like I can't imagine I mean like the 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 Egyptians they like figured out the pyramid and then they just kept building the same one over and over again. <laughs> Or I guess having their slaves do it, um, sure. to be more accurate. Sure. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's interesting. Um, I don't know the the idea of like he needs the blueprints for the t- the tomb so he can find another way into that. Um, oh, here we go into that room. Amadi. The Amadi was a type of bark paper that was manufactured. Uh, oh, never mind. Oh, I think because yeah, so like bark. Because like, the Egyptians had papyrus, they had like paper, but. The reason mm-hmm. there's so much of Egypt um, preserved well is because of the climate. Like, it's very dry. 
Um, so even if they had uh, paper, I feel like it would be decayed because of the humidity in the tropics. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. Well, anyway, Science. he needs the blueprints. <laughs> <clears throat> he needs the blueprints, and uh, he thinks uh, Kamika can get it for him. And uh, Kamika goes and talks to Ixta and is like, hey, you need to go talk to him. So he goes and talks to him. And uh, he's like, I'm the son of the guy who built that thing. <laughs> I know where the blueprints are. And he's like, cool. Give me the blueprints. And he's like, can you do something for me? I've got a fight going on. I want to win. And he's like, oh, cool. Here, scratch him with this. And he's like, dope. <laughs> and then he leaves because he's going to go get him the blueprints. But really, there are no blueprints and he was lying, and he just wanted to win his fight against dun, Ian. Dun. <clears throat> so uh, then, uh, so, the, do- the doctor just tells a stranger how to kill a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In- in- inadvertently, he doesn't realize that he's done it to Ian. He has well, no you know, idea. You know what I would do is cheat like a bastard. Yeah, because despite the fact that he was there when Ian agreed to a fight, <laughs> the doctor just believes there's so many fights going on at any time in Aztec culture that there's no way that the two things could be connected. I also love how um, every Aztec character in this pronounces Ian's name like Ian. Like it's Ian. 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 It's the best. Why won't you fight me, Ian? And then we get the fight, and the fight is basically a hugging match to the death. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it makes Star Trek look like the raid. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh, boy. They just hug each other to death. That's what their plan is. Um, And then uh, Ixta... Uh, uh, slashes him when the doctor distracts him accidentally. <laughs> he distracts him by trying to warn him of the thing that's going to scratch him, and in doing so, allows Ixta an opportunity to scratch him with the thing. Yeah, the Which doctor apparently is, just like makes him weak. I guess drugs yeah, him the, up. The doctor is almost more of a hindrance in this episode. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and then Barbara's like, uh, "No, stop it!" and uh, <laughs> And uh, Tlatoxel is like, if you were really a god, you'd be able to stop it yourself. And then that's where the episode ends. <laughs> you're not a, yeah. You're not a god. You're a naughty girl. Yeah. She's like stepping toward the fight to go like break it up. But she's like scared mm-hmm. because she's not a god. So there's no possible way that a human being could stop this fight. No. This, this battle of the hugs. No, no mortal could tear these two apart. <laughs> <laughs> These They're warriors of death. <laughs> the Aztecs, Part 3, The Bride of Sacrifice. Written by John Lucarati. Directed by John Crockett. Produced by Verity Lambert. Script edited by David Whitaker. Air date, June 6th, 1964. Barbara straight up pulls a knife on Taloxel and orders him to stop the fight. He does so. Later, Barbara continues to try and convince Otlock that human sacrifices are barbaric and will be the single factor leading to the destruction of Aztec civilization. Back in the Garden of Peace, the Doctor convinces Taloxel that the only way to be sure that Yataxa is a real god is by going back to the tomb where his TARDIS is. Ian and Ixta's bond only grows deeper now having known each other in the field of combat. 
Ian overhears Taloxel hatching a plan to poison Barbara. If she's a god, she won't die horribly, thus proving her divinity. The doctor accidentally marries Kameka by sharing a cup of cocoa with her. Ian sneaks into the tomb to warn Barbara about being poisoned. Taloxel visits Barbara with some wine. Ian, hiding behind a pillar or something, warns her not to drink it. Barbara asks Taloxel to drink first. When he doesn't, because it's poisoned, Barbara tells Taloxel the truth. She is faking it. And if he tells anyone that she's not a god, she's going to have him murdered by his own people. Meanwhile, at the Garden of Peace, the doctor learns that he accidentally married Kameka and decides it's time to leave 15th century Mexico. Otlock is impressed by Susan's progress in her bride lessons, but she still thinks she should get to decide which Aztec warrior she can marry. Taloxel overhears this and thinks he can use this knowledge to expose Barbara at last. He tells Barbara that Susan has to be punished for her radical views on marriage. Barbara tries to get Susan out of being punished, which finally starts to raise Otlock's suspicions. Meanwhile, Ian and the doctor try to break into the Aztec tomb. Ian goes on ahead through a secret passage without the doctor. When Ixta sees this, he closes the passage without telling the doctor Ian is inside. Back inside the tomb, water starts to rise at Ian's feet. So episode three starts with the revelation, the immediate retcon of Barbara stepping forward. I love um, it. Because it never happens now in, the, <laughs> in this. She never steps toward the fight. She just grabs a knife and holds it to, to Toxel's neck and is like, here's how I'll stop it. I'll kill you if you don't stop it. And he's yeah. like, well, fair game. The student becomes the master. Checkmate. <laughs> Uh, so he stops the fight and then um, uh, doc- the doctor uh, in this he eventually like talks to, to Toxel and Toxel is like I know you guys are all fake and he's like well you know a way you could prove it is if you could get into that tomb and prove that she stole something from out of there to make you think that she was a god well that'd be all the proof you would need that we're fake right so you should get into the tomb and bring us with you um, which is, you know, pretty uh, clever of the doctor. <laughs> I like how the doctor just keeps trying to find ways to get into the tomb. Like he never loses focus except for when he's flirting mm-hmm. um, inadvertently. But even <laughs> then, he has a goal in mind when he's doing that. So uh, he's, yeah, he's doing he's, his best. He, he's kind of like the chaotic good version of the Toxel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Um, Eon and Ixlul. Eon. <laughs> Eon. Eon and Ixta are now friends. I love that. Uh, like, we're friends now because I beat you. And he's like, you wouldn't have beat me if you hadn't scratched me with that thing. He's like, well, you have thumbs, so all's fair. We're bros now, but I'm coming. still going to kill you later. What? I'm going to definitely kill you later, you son this of a bitch. <laughs> Classic Aztec bros being bros. <laughs> Um, so then they, uh, they come up with, uh, uh, Tatoxo comes up with a plan. Um, he's going to prove that Barbara is not a god by poisoning her wine. Mm-hmm. And when she dies, he'll have proved that she wasn't actually god. And if she survives, which she would not because she's not a god, then she, he, she, then, then, then proof is that she's a god. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's a real, like, it's 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 slightly better than uh 
then uh the uh what what is it the uh the salem witch oh, trials yeah. thing of like drowning she the witch floats, she's it's a witch. slightly better yeah it's slightly better because if she survives then it then it's then it's proof that she's a good thing versus an evil mm-hmm. thing right whereas like those salem witch trial thing that was a real lose-lose situation <laughs> yeah uh as, uh as showcased by the doctor who episode the witch finders true very true um so she's gonna they're gonna approve this uh, but uh, uh, Barbara tells Tatoxel, like, no, you you drink it first to prove it because Ian, like, sorry, Ian, 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 Ian waves her down from the background to, like, not drink the wine because it's poison. And uh, she figures out what he's trying to tell her and then doesn't drink it and gives it to Tatoxel. And he's like, I'm not going to drink it. And he's like, she's like, just what I thought. You're trying to poison me and then shatters it on the ground. Um, she just keeps keeps dodging uh the these tests left and right she's pretty, on it pretty man. good yeah i know she's like i am yatoxa you will you want to come at me you better me. come with both eyes open <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> then she smashes the wine on the ground and shouts another um <laughs> meanwhile the doctor's getting married because he drinks oh, some cocoa my God. <laughs> Uh, she's like, are you are you sure you want to share a cup of cocoa? Yeah, why not? Sure. Put some marshmallows <laughs> in it. It'll be great. Just so unaware. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no big deal. You know, like we're just hanging out. We're just hanging out. All right. So it's, it's nothing. I, I just <laughs> love I just love how much of a commitment phobe the doctor is and has always been. <laughs> From his earliest like, days. Yeah, he's so terrified of any kind of commitment. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm a bachelor. I love the face he makes when she's just like, oh, yeah, we're engaged now. That's what that meant. And he's just like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> the hell you say? <laughs> Excuse me. I couldn't help but I, I, I thought I heard you say that. It, that we're engaged to be married? <laughs> That's right. Oh, what? <laughs> I did it uh, again. Yeah. Meanwhile, Barbara is so sure of herself that she just tells Tatoxel the truth. She's like, yeah, no, I'm not Yataxa, but good luck getting anyone to believe you. you yeah. Like it's like that it's like that Bill Murray thing where he like shows up, eats food off of somebody's plate, and then just goes, and no one yeah, will ever yeah. believe you. Or like a madman when someone at work would find out well, like Don Draper like wasn't who he says it was like, Yeah, for, tell someone, who cares? I'm Don Draper. Like, you know how much money I made this company? Yeah. No one cares. No one cares. Yeah. Man, no, Barbara, no one cares that I'm not John Draper. They just care that I make this company money. I kind of really love Barbara in this episode the more I talk about it. Yeah, no, she's kind of cool. Honestly, she's uh she's I mean, she's pretty much killing she, it. She has kind of like a Barbara Breaker of Chains thing going on that I don't agree with, but like mm-hmm. she's cuz she tells to she talks to the good the good high priest uh auto 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 save uh <laughs> auto lock. Auto lock. <laughs> uh like she's so convinced that like the practice of human sacrifice is just like the original sin, like the single thing that will undo Aztec civilization. If she could just, <laughs> if she could just change that, oh man, all of Western history will be different. Yeah, I mean, she's giving it a good go. You know, yeah. gotta respect it. She read an article. Yeah, 
Meanwhile, uh, good wife Susan is uh, <laughs> just dealing with these guys who just they cannot believe that this this girl wants to choose her own husband. They are flabbergasted by her. Uh, and that's like, that's it. It's just a scene of them just being like, I can't believe this one. And they're like, I know. Say Crazy. it again. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, my God. I don't want to. I'm on vacation. <laughs> All right. Well, geez. Um, I want to watch <laughs> just an episode of Carol Ann Ford vacationing around London in the 60s for two weeks. I mean, sure. <laughs> um, that's coming. That's yeah. coming. <laughs> Dalek yeah, invasion of Earth, yeah. baby. Oh, great. <laughs> the vacation that's so good, she decides to just move in. Um, anyway. Uh, then there's this great shot. I mean, truly all-time shot of <laughs> Eon sharing a bed with Ixta. <laughs> The only thing that could make it better is if they were spooning. <laughs> what are you thinking about, Anne? <laughs> With Ian like being like the oh, big yes, spoon. Oh yes, of course. For sure, definitely. Big spoon with like a worried look on his face, just like I'm in I too don't deep. Know if this is okay. <laughs> what if yeah, I I'm in too deep? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Doctor, can we bring Ixta with us? I think I love him. That's kind of all three of them are just like, I've made a horrible mistake. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot of of, of scenes that end with uh, a character's like a character's expression, like a slow zoom into their expression that could easily be played with the Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> music. <over it. laughs> there's at least one one per episode oh for sure. Gosh. Uh yeah. Um and then we get uh, uh so he bails and then he meets the doctor uh and uh he gets followed by Ixta cuz Ixta's a light sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um and I missed uh, you, Anne. <laughs> yeah. So the doctor uh he uh he found like a a stone panel that looks like it could be taken away and probably lead to the room where they need to be, mm. um, where the TARDIS is. And so uh, he's like, uh, Ian, I can't, I can't move this thing. I'm, I'm a weak old man. Can you please move this? And then tough guy Ian walks up and he, he moves this supposedly heavy stone panel in the most unconvincing way. <laughs> like, I've never seen anything be more obviously styrofoam <laughs> in my life. <laughs> it's so funny because later we see Ixta do it, like put it back, you know, and <laughs> it's because like it, they move it and then Ian goes inside to like go find the TARDIS and and find a way to get everybody else into the into the tomb. And uh, uh, Ixta shows up and he's like, oh, this stone panels out of like pulled out of there. I got to put it back. Um, and so he moves it back and he does a really good job of pretending that this thing mm-hmm. is heavy. Um, Ian is not good at that, uh, mostly because I don't think he's ever lifted anything heavy in, my, in his entire <laughs> life. So he would have no idea what that looks or feels like. Uh, <sighs> like, like, like maybe like once a year when he moves back into his classroom. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even the, I don't even think the actor. Oh, just He's the just so strong. Yeah. Everything feels like styrofoam to him. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. He's Look at like that paragon of masculinity. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh so he's like, yeah, we have to uh it's just like we got to close this off because this uh that whole thing fills with water. And he's like <laughs> the doctor's like, "What? Water, you say?" And then you cut <laughs> You get to you get to Ian crawling his way through this these tomb uh, this tomb like uh, I don't know like uh, air duct or whatever. Turns out it's a water duct, and he looks down and his little toesies are getting wet, and that's the cliffhanger. <laughs> uh oh! Oh no, my toesies! The Aztecs: The Day of Darkness, directed by John Crockett, script edited by David Whitaker. Written by John Lucarotti. Produced by Verity Lambert. Air date, June 13th, 1964. Ian finds a loose slab above his head. He moves it aside and is able to crawl into an ingeniously engineered tunnel system and finds his way back into the TARDIS. He finds Barbara, they find the Doctor, and together they free Susan from Ixta and the Aztec warrior's clutches. Before Team TARDIS OG can escape... Ian is framed by Taloxel for beating Otlock with a club. Taloxel plans to trap Barbara in a room during an upcoming eclipse. Meanwhile, Barbara tries to convince Otlock of Ian's innocence, but Otlock doesn't know what to believe anymore. He goes to the Garden of Peace to find Kameka, where he gives her his possessions, house, and rank as the High Priest of Knowledge. He wanders into the wilderness to find himself, but he was most likely mauled to death by a jaguar. As the Doctor and Susan plan their escape, Taloxel tells Barbara that her friends will soon be sacrificed now that Otlock has wandered off into the wilderness to find himself. Kameka, now the High Priest of Knowledge, help Ian and Susan escape, with Ian disguised as a guard. Taloxel orders the real guard to be sacrificed for being such a bad guard. Barbara tries to stop the sacrifice, so Taloxel tries to kill her instead. Ian throws Ixta off the roof of a temple, murdering him and probably changing the course of history. The gang finally escape, wondering if all they did this whole adventure was ruin the lives of several ancient Aztecs. The TARDIS is stationary, but still moving. Barbara speculates that maybe it's stuck inside of something. He moves another stone tablet-like panel that is uh, above him, and uh, leads directly into the tomb he needs to get into. Another styrofoam stone tablet that is ridiculously lightweight. <laughs> How convenient. He's not good. Oh, man, he is not good at, at faking heavy stuff. Um, <laughs> so then he comes up with uh, a, a plan where he's like, okay, so I'm in here. I'm going to get out, but I'm going to put a rope in the door. And w- that way we can pull on the rope and then uh, everything should be fine. Like, we'll, we'll get the door open that way. Um, and then uh, they all meet in the in the tomb room, and they try to pull on the rope to get the door to open, but the rope snaps. They're like, well, that sucked. It was fine. Um, yeah, it was a good plan. Like, okay, it's all right. <laughs> and Ian's just like, oh, that's all right. I'll just I'll just start the level over again. I'll go back <laughs> over to the stone tablet. <laughs> we'll just we'll just do another take. Here we go. I'll just hold the door open for you guys instead of this stupid rope thing. That's what I should have done to begin with. Um, 
So he uh, he goes back over to the stone tablet, and then there's like a guy knocked unconscious, and he's like, "What?" And then there's a stick nearby, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm being framed!" And then sure enough, everybody shows up, and he's like, "Hey, this guy hit this guy," uh, and then <laughs> he's like, "Okay, well, I guess you're gonna have to fight Ixta again." It's like, "Oh man." Uh, and then, meanwhile, the rest of the episode is just devoted to the first doctor carving a pulley system for the rope so that it won't break this time. <laughs> yeah, dumb dumbs. Adventure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to just like carving a, carving a wheel. You guys ever heard of a wheel before, Aztecs? No. <laughs> you ignorant savages. <laughs> He's. Like there's that there's there's that scene where he's like he's just like he's just like smugly carving the pulley like in front of in front of his fiance, just like telling her how they're not gonna get married. <laughs> uh yeah. He's like, Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just carving this thing. Um also uh yeah, we can't we can't be together, so you're just you're gonna need to get out of here. Um, I just, uh, I need you to, I need you to go. Uh, you're here. smothering me. Yeah, you're smothering me. <laughs> uh, here's, here's a, like, just, just go, 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 do something else. And then she goes and she talks to um, the high priest guy, and he's like, "Hey, here's a, here's a deed to my house and a title. Go use this to distract the guard, so that we can save Susan." She's like, "Okay, cool." She's like, "Hey." guard i've got uh i've got the high priest's title and deed to his house if you want it uh it's yours and he's like cool give it to me he's like she's like close your eyes and then ian hits him from behind (laughs) so stupid do you imagine being distracted by a deed to someone's house maybe scrooge mcduck (laughs) yeah Ooh, a deed a deed you'll say (laughs) <laughs> floats over to it <laughs> um so then we get uh we get eon and ixta the final battle yeah the raylo uh, of dr who yeah <laughs> oh man so battle commences and uh they uh they hug a couple of times and then uh uh ixta ends up falling off the falling off the roof <laughs> really death. yeah no, accurately say that he falls off the roof that's how it feels it feels like yeah. two knuckleheads were like having a fight on a roof of a building and then just like they horseplayed too hard yeah <laughs> apparently Ixta's death wasn't enough but for the for the rain gods or whatever mm-hmm. because as soon as they're all together there's like another sacrifice ready to go and uh, they're like, well, we can't really do anything to stop that. So his name, his, his name was Perfect Victim. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the first True. time Ian has uh, killed somebody? I don't know. In the show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ian. He just wakes up in a cold sweat. Oh, God. Remember that time I killed that guy? <laughs> he Next probably up. Well, no, he definitely killed some people in World War II mm. for sure. Uh, those are Jerry's. Yeah, that's true. They weren't people. Nazi ain't got no humanity, Scott. True. Um, and then uh, the doctor says this thing because like Barbara's really upset because they sacrificed somebody, and she's like, "They're still sacrificing people, even though <laughs> I told them not to." And how stupid it is! And they're like, "They still sacrifice people, and they're still going to get killed by the Spanish." 
And he's like, well, the doctor goes, well, listen, you failed to save a civilization, but at least you saved one man. And I'm like, that's kind of Doctor Who in a nutshell, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. That's literally the end of um, of uh, the yeah. Pompeii yeah. episode. That made me think about mm-hmm. it, too. If you can convince one person to walk away from their faith. That's that's all you can do. <laughs> yeah, it's all you can do in this life. <laughs> yeah. So then they so then they bail. And then the TARDIS is saying that it has stopped moving, but is also moving simultaneously. And the doctor's like, Whoa, that doesn't make any sense at all. And then, and then that's when Barbara's like, uh, Barbara's like, well, maybe we landed in something. And they're like, what? <laughs> and that was like a Minoc. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I thought, too. I'll tell you this. I'll spoil this ending. Uh, it's not nearly as exciting. They're just in another larger spaceship. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, it totally feels like they're talking about like, oh, no, we're in like a giant space slug or a space whale or something, some kind mm-hmm. of creature. But mm-hmm. no, they're just they're in another spaceship. Just a big old you mouth. Know, uh, the thing that the TARDIS has done like a bajillion times and will continue to do. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's uh, that's that one. And uh, that is leading into uh, uh, one of the most boring episodes, the censor rights. Yeah. I literally um, don't even remember is, what happens in that one. Oh man. It is long and it is boring. Yay. Yeah. But Can't wait. The censor rights aren't the censor rights. Uh, they retcon the censor rights to be um, like a, like the, like the, the Vulcans to the, uh, the, what what are the little, the little squid face guys? The what are their names? Guys? Yeah. With the, orb. Oh, the Ood. Oh, the Jadoon. The Ood. The Ood, yeah, they're like the Oods, like Romulan, like Romulans to their Vulcans oh. or whatever. Uh, oh. So like similar think, makeup. Yeah, I think that's what they did. I think they they said something, they they made that like a continuity thing in a later episode. Yeah. Um, they were like they're both like from the same species, and then they like diverted into two different oh, okay. species, like orcs and goblins. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um. So anyway, I think that's right. Maybe maybe I'm misremembering in the sensorites or the sensorites are definitely a, 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 a like a like a a sibling uh, species to a, like a new who species. I think it's the Ood might be the silence or whatever the hell Bleh. those things are called. The silence was an organization, Scott. No, I know that's that's I don't know what those things were called. The memory <laughs> no, they were suckers. silence, like silent with a T. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. The Amazing silent. storytelling. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's a different. You spell it different. That's why they're different. <laughs> Thanks, Muffet. Singular versus plural. <laughs> What's another word for river, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pawn. <laughs> oh, cut the check. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> anyway. So that's uh that's that's uh the Aztecs. The Aztecs. Um, Not bad. What, what, good. Did you, what did you what 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 do you guys think of the Aztecs? Just I mean, you know, Cass has seen it before, mm-hmm. I know, but I've seen it before. I was uh was... I really liked it. I'm, I'm I liked it. It it seemed uh it was a lot of fun. I liked the uh much like Marco Polo, the uh, uh John Lucarati seems to have a real a, a genuine affinity and curiosity for history. And uh, and yeah, and I I I thought this was a a very entertaining episode story. Yeah, 
How was it uh, revisiting it, Kath? Just as entertaining as I was hoping it would be. Um, I I keep trying Mm -hmm. to think of, like, what first Doctor story I would sit somebody down who had never seen Classic Who, but I guess the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, Aztecs make sense, because it's, like, only four episodes. There's silly Ian fighting and Barbara being a goddess and whatever. Susan's not as egregious. Um, (laughs) Susan being groomed to be, like, a a sister wife or something. Yeah. Because there's, like... There's, like, better episodes of the First yeah. Doctor's era, but, like, a lot of the best ones don't exist, or they're, like, a little too, like, continuity mm-hmm. complicated, like, um, like, uh, uh, the Monk episode, oh, or, you, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a great episode, but it's also, it like, requires a little more Doctor right. Who knowledge, I think. Um, or, like, the Tenth Planet, which is, like, an all-timer, but it's also, like, his final story. <laughs> And he's barely Honestly, in it. Honestly, I, um, as far as historicals go, I like Marco Polo more, but I think like a silly, um, Hartnell one that's like more science fiction. I would probably show somebody the Web Planet because a it's wonderful and mm-hmm. b it's very silly. Um, that's true. That is true. Web Planet's a goodie. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. That could be something that we do every time we wrap up a doctor is we sort of like look back and sort of uh, like award certain episodes. Oh, yeah. Certain types. Yeah. You know, where it's like this was the best episode of the era. This is like the best like first story for someone to watch of this doctor mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. I think that could be that could be fun. A fun thing to do yeah. in the future. Um, anyway. All right. Well, that's the Aztecs. Uh, next time we'll be back with um, with uh, uh, Evil of the Daleks, um, which is a six part story. So that'll be a couple of episodes that we'll be talking about that. Um, and it is it does not exist, or most of it does not exist. The majority of it does not exist. Uh, so we'll be doing um, a lot of uh, reconstructions. So uh, those are those the, a lot of those, if not all of them, are available on YouTube. So you guys can follow along if you ever want to watch one of those. But uh, if not, I get it. I totally get it. You can just listen to our episode next week and get the gist of it. That's why we do this. So anyway. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, yeah. everybody. Uh, if you're not already part of the Facebook group, you should uh, you should do that. Um, that is the uh, Doctor's Companion something i mean you can probably just search <laughs> doctor's companion you'll find it i forget what the name of our facebook isn't group it just is. the doctor's companion listeners group i'm pretty sure is it just yeah. a listener group yeah, yeah listener group okay we didn't have yeah, come we up with a really uh creative <laughs> we do a clever thing okay all right fair enough well uh go go join us over there join the discussion let us know uh what you think of the aztecs uh if you are not already a patreon supporter we appreciate everyone who does that. That's duelinggenre.com slash support. We only ask for $3 a month for our Patreon supporters, and you get lots of bonus content over there. Um, and the more Doctor's Companion uh, uh, support that we get on our Patreon, uh, the more Doctor's Companion-centric stuff we'll do uh, for the Patreon page. Or, at the very least, we'll, we'll not have like another nine-month hiatus, um, you know. If we have uh, have a little more support from you guys over there, that would be helpful. Just a little support. Um, so let's, 
Yeah, just a little support. <laughs> uh, so that's duelinggenre.com slash support. Our tea Public store is duelinggenre.com slash merch. You can go there, buy anything through in our shop or anywhere in Tee Public. We'll get a little cut. And the same goes for duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. All of those things help us out a lot. It helps keep the lights on and, and helps us uh, uh, continue uh, on this uh, long way around Doctor Who. Uh, so that's uh, that's what we're doing, and we'll be back uh, next time with the evil of the Daleks. Bye. Everybody.